I'm going to start with Joe Biden because honestly, um, to me, the biggest danger of Donald Trump, I mean, it's kind of a buffet table. Take your pick. Obviously, I'm saying this is a white man, so I understand black people and indigenous people and brown people might feel differently than me because I have privilege just like every white person has most of its subconscious. But, you know, you got to recognize your privilege. So I say as a white person, um, to me, Donald Trump's the biggest risk of Donald Trump is to the planet. Uh, He is taking a machete to our planet um, between repealing Obama's uh, regulations for clean air, clean water, which, frankly, Obama's regulations weren't even far enough. But there was something, Uh, you know, drilling offshores in the Arctic, all all of what Trump's doing, Uh, basically playing footsie with this maniac Bolsonaro who's burning down the Amazon. Uh, The list goes on and on and on and on. And Donald Trump is very open that he's trying to make America the leader around the world in oil exports in natural gas exports. So all these pipelines that are being rammed through your neighborhood, they're not for energy independence. They're for Donald Trump, the Republican Party, and most Democrats, donors in the fossil fuel industry to export the uh, oil and make a lot of money. It's not for us. It's not for us or any independence. So that's why I say, like, I don't think we could fool around here with another four years of Donald Trump. I just don't. Um, your privilege is showing, well, black, white, the planet doesn't really care if you're black or white. The planet's burning all over the place. Look at California. A lot of wealthy, wealthy stars are having to evacuate their house in the wildfire. So, you know, I'm just saying on this issue, yes, of course, a lot of this environmental racism and the environmental contamination issues happen in poor black neighborhoods, poor brown neighborhoods. But I'm just talking bigger picture. The planet is in peril if Donald Trump has another four years. But Joe Biden, I'm not saying he's equal to Donald Trump. He's not. But Joe Biden as president also will usher in the destruction of the planet. And I'll tell you why. I mean, it's 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 alarming to me. I I, I haven't even seen this on, on television news. I've read it in some articles. It just came out that Exxon Mobil's Well Blast put out more methane in twenty it, dur- last year. There, uh, a major well in Ohio that blasted Exxon Mobil put out more methane than some countries do in a year. This is one well blast. ExxonMobil, last year. Using data from satellites, the researchers found that a well explosion in Belmont County on February of that year, 2018, discharged methane at a rate of about 80 tons an hour and lasted nearly 20 days. The end result was more methane in the air than the oil and gas industries of France, Norway, and the Netherlands emit over a 12-month period according to a study published Monday in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science. Quote, we deeply regret the event occurred and have instituted systematic well design and monitoring procedures, blah, 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 blah. ExxonMobil says, you know, we've played this record before. This is what they always say. First, they say it's a lot smaller than you think. It's not, it doesn't affect, it didn't reach any uh, critical drinking water sources or, you know, it's small, and then you find out, oh, wow, no, it, it was freaking major. Um, 
Methane is 84 times more conducive to global warming than carbon dioxide over a 20-year period. But wait a minute. I thought I thought natural gas was natural because methane comes out of natural gas. Fracking. I thought this was the clean energy of the future. Remember, by the way, I mean, don't even get me started on the Republican Party, but you had the Democratic Party in the late 2000s pushing the fossil fuel industry's talking point that natural gas is a cleaner alternative. It is a cleaner alternative. So, if you live in Ohio and you live in that area, I'd reach out to your, um, I'd reach out to your local councilmen, congresspeople, senate, and find out what they're doing about that. And I would go get a blood test. Go get your lungs checked. I'm not fooling around here. That's a lot of methane into the air. And why this is so alarming, Biden, I mean, it's not really, he's not challenged on it. Biden is a leading presidential candidate. I'll throw in Pete too, because as far as I know, Pete is not for banning fracking either. He's not going to ban fracking. Joe Biden said he would not ban the practice of fracking of natural gas, distancing himself from some of his Democratic rivals, but said he would evaluate existing fracking permits to, quote, determine their safety. Huh. Quote, we could pass national legislation, but I don't think we would get it done to say all fracking going on ends unless we could say there is some physical security need. Oh, unless there's some physical security need. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Bear with me for a second. Joe Biden, rightly so, it's an easy issue to be on the right side of, is for banning assault weapons, taking extreme measures uh, on gun control. I mean, I would say that's a physical issue, as, as he's quoted in this piece as saying. Uh, physical security need. I understand that it's not as visually uh, horrific and it's not it doesn't seem as visually imminent i mean you're looking around at these school shootings movie theater shootings mall shootings um walmart shootings blah 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 blah. like we could see that how is all of these wildfires all of these hurricanes all of these earthquakes happening due to fracking if you're watching in oklahoma you know what i'm talking about How is this not a massive, A, a national security issue? You wait for the refugee crisis for climate change. It's already starting. We have to study the safety? This is like politicians decades ago saying, we need to study the safety of cigarettes. I mean, it's alarming. Maybe it has to do with the fact that Some of his top advisors have made a lot of money from natural gas companies. I mean, Obama, who Biden wraps his arms around as his BFF, Obama openly bragged that he set the record for fracking and natural gas as president and drilling until Trump obviously beat him. I'm not saying Joe Biden would be worse than Donald Trump. Obviously, Donald Trump has doubled and tripled down on on uh, 
um, Obama. But on fracking, on climate change, Josh Fox puts it very well. We don't have the luxury of taking the lesser of two evils because we're on the clock here. There is no lesser of two evils when it comes to the environment because less bad still will do irreversible damage in 10 to 12 years. The UN report says that, and that was before the Amazon started burning. I'm honestly, I'm not shocked at this, but I'm very horrified. And by the way, when you have moronic outlets like the New York Times, when you have moronic outlets like the New York Times literally continuing to write these ridiculous headlines, a methane leak seen from space proves to be far larger than thought. It's always far larger than thought. The problem is the New York Times, the Washington Post, the local media, CNN and MSNBC don't even bother covering these things. They just regurgitate what the fossil fuel companies tell them. Whenever you read about an oil spill, whenever you read about a natural gas explosion, it's always the same exact language. It's what is alarming to me. And again, the media is not going to cover this. You got Joe Biden, who isn't going to ban fracking. Clearly, he's going to allow the status quo because a lot of his donors are from Wall Street. Actually, most of his donors are from Wall Street. So it's not just a direct line, oh, is he getting money from Exxon? No, he's getting money from Bank of America. He's getting money from Exxon Mobil. He's, excuse me, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, all of them are the ones invested in projects like the Dakota Access Pipeline, projects like the Keystone XL Pipeline, projects like the Mountain Valley Pipeline, projects like the Trans-Pecos Pipeline, the Rover Pipeline. It's not just the fact that he won't ban fracking. Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton with a penis. Hopefully YouTube's new policies of harassment don't demonetize me for that. It's not a threat. It's just the truth. Joe Biden is a warmongering hawk. There was an article that just came out, shockingly by the Daily Beast of all places, that exposed, no, 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 no. Joe Biden didn't just vote for the Iraq war. Joe Biden was George W. Bush's cheerleader for the Iraq war. Joe Biden, after the war was launched, was going around citing, we're not going into nation build. We're on a peace and security mission. Joe Biden literally said, I voted for it because Bush promised to send inspectors in. What? You voted for it knowing that they hadn't found any weapons of mass destruction? Kind of like Trump bombing Syria before inspectors were sent into Doma. So Joe Biden is Mr. Military Industrial Complex. Joe Biden, you think the $738 billion defense budget that they just voted for is, you think he's going to lower it? Oh, no, no, no. And why that's dangerous? Who is the biggest emitter? Who is the bigger biggest emitter of carbon dioxide on planet Earth? Pentagon. Let's let's hear. Why did you go to a DNC fundraiser? Have you sold out already? Well, <laughs> I was actually worried that people would think that I sold out because when you sign up for a ticket, you have to enter in your name and profession and like who who you work for so i didn't want people looking up who had donated to the dnc because that's what it shows up as 
and seeing my name there. So I was a little bit worried that people would, but then I figured it's a pretty easy explanation. So no, I have not sold out. We thought it would be a fun opportunity to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit. So you went up to Tom Perez. I know uh, he was leading with his values, uh, but you interrupted him when you, <laughs> and uh, tell me, tell me about that. So Tom, it was actually kind of surprising because Tom, you know, this was a, a room full of like DNC fans, like Tom Perez is, is their idol. So I, he was, he was kind of walking through though, kind of on, people weren't swarming around him or anything. People were being kind of polite and chill about it. So I had a wide open opportunity to talk to him at one point. So I did. And I, I wasn't there, you know, presenting as a reporter like that. So I didn't, I was, however, recording, which he didn't know. It's okay though, because DC is a one party state. But, uh, so I, I started off with a, a warm-up question, not, not anything weird, something that a normal person would ask. And I had read an article and he uh, recently in the New York Times about him. I think it came out two days ago. And he, ta- he was talking about the pressure and how no one's ever happy and stuff like that. So uh, all I did was I said, hey, Tom, my name is Jen. Uh, I just, you know, I was reading this, this crazy article and it just, you know, I, I kind of just started off that, that way, just warming him up and I could tell he was not into it. He was not having it. So he kind of just, when I, when I said, how are you handling the pressure? I can't imagine how you do it. You know, I was just trying to kind of be really nice and syrupy sweet. So he would answer my next question, which I was going to start to get to a Bernie question, but he looked at me and through a quick answer at me, which I do say this in the longer video, and just literally then turned around and as fast as he could walked out of the entire party. So I thought that he was done and gone forever, but he came back maybe a half an hour later. So I don't know if he was just, (laughs) he was definitely getting away from me, that's for sure. I don't know if he actually had somewhere to go or whatever, but um, it was, uh, he, he was not having it. So one more because I don't want to give it all away. If you want, if you guys right. want to hear Jen's full breakdown, go become a member for as low as a cup of coffee a month. That would be five dollars a month. Or if you guys like the venti frappafucka for ten dollars a month, uh, we have five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. I just put it in the super chat. Statuscoo.com/slash/join. But you also spoke with somebody who, I mean, who knows if they're being genuine? Uh, seemed to be singing a different tune on Bernard Sanders. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. So I don't want to give away who it was because I actually did like this person. I don't want to burn this person. Um, I do. I, I I know. That's what I, I was like. Jordan's not going to be happy because I actually did not have a terrible time and I didn't think the people were awful. And I get into why I think that is. And I go pretty in-depth. Like, the video is pretty quick, but I, I go into why I think these people were not as terrible as they could have been. But now I'm off on a tangent. I didn't even know what I was talking about. Oh, so I was talking to someone high up in the DNC, and uh, I presented myself not as a Bernie Sanders supporter, which hurt my soul, but I presented, as, depending on who I was talking to, as an undecided voter. I even said that I like Warren and Buttigieg <laughs> to this person I'm talking about high up in the DNC. And I... Um, 
I presented like, oh, what do we do if, you know, Bernie gets, he wins Iowa? What do we do if, if he starts to get it? I don't know if he can beat Trump, and that's what I care about. So she, she was, I think, very prepared for, for this. She, obviously, she didn't know I was a journalist, but she, it seemed kind of canned in this way. Her other responses to me were not canned, and she actually ended up saying something to me that she definitely should not have said, and I go into that in the video, uh, the members' video. But as far as Bernie, I was kind of surprised because she said, you know, his campaign is working with us, um, you know, kind of hand-in-hand this time. There isn't that animosity so she had some more interesting things to say, which, as I said, I, I get into more and more. But it was a very interesting experience, interesting people. And I think in general, the people in this room in particular, and again, I get into the reasons why in the video, were closer to not your everyday American, because it is it was basically like your, your everyday liberal D.C. resident. <laughs> so um, not a total, you know mini America for sure by any means but I think these people genuinely at least want good things even though they're very misguided so yeah I don't know about that but I look forward to seeing I know I was like Jordan's take on this would be so different than mine so uh for this video but what are some other reasons as I head to South Bend Indiana for 340 people watching if folks aren't members yet why should they sign up to become a member well, actually, and this is something that Jordan doesn't even know. Soon, <laughs> I hope I hope you're okay with this because we've talked about it a lot. But soon, I want to add another uh, premium podcast to the membership, which I think will be really, really valuable. I also think it'll be good for us, um, business wise in general, to do more with our podcasting and kind of spread our wings apart from YouTube. But there will be a premium, and again, I'll have to to run this by Jordan off camera, <laughs> but I, I think uh, we, we've been meaning to do that for a while. So we're going to be adding more and more stuff once we get our camera person figured out and settled and, and editing things. They'll be adding more things. So we also do behind-the-scenes video diaries, uh, like this video that I just put up about the DMC. You hear stuff, like you'll hear about the special super-secret goodie bags that we got at this DMC holiday party. Um, and just behind the scenes pictures, behind the scenes videos, the monthly member call, I think is people is what people really, really look forward to every single month because Jordan and I get on, it says we use zoom. You can be on camera or not, but we have our members. They're able to ask us questions. You can type in your question. You can get on camera and ask your question or whatever. We tend to reveal way too much information. Both of us, actually, Jordan always says that I get mad at him because he reveals too much, but I kind of get in the spirit, too, and I start saying too much. But it's fun because we love our members. You guys are the reason that set us to exist. And really, five bucks a month is, um, it is substantial for a lot of people, and we don't want to diminish that at all. But if it is at all within your budget, um, it's, we tried to make levels accessible to everyone. We have the five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month, or one. What is it? One seventy nine annually. Um, so there are options for everybody, and please, it really, really helps us report. It helps us get out there, and we will be adding more stuff 
for sure. And we don't have, we don't have to sugarcoat it. An average trip in the field, this trip we're taking this to South Bend, going to cost us about two to three grand. Yeah, an average trip does it costs us between two and, and three grand. And like as Jordan knows, I am scouring the the deal sites and everything like that to to find the best prices for for flights and for Airbnb or hotel or whatever it is. Um, we don't. You know, we, we're pretty frugal when it comes to food. We really care about going to these places. We haven't taken a trip in a while. So, uh, yeah, but it, it really adds up. But so do the, the monthly memberships. That is what, that's how we, I mean, Jordan says it all the time. That's how we grow. And it's so true. Like, you guys are literally the reason that the story that we're working on right now, that hopefully will be, uh, that we plan on publishing in the next um few weeks or so uh if you guys are the reason that we're going to be breaking one of the most major national stories in a long time so uh you are part of that so if you want a piece of this journalism a piece of making a difference and on top of getting really really cool stuff too behind the scenes in the members area go to statuscoup.com slash join it'd be awesome if you do and we'll put up more good stuff for you. So, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen the images. I mean, I don't really know what I could say to this. Here is Pete Buttigieg. It, it, it almost looks like, uh, you know, if you watch Game of Thrones, like some Game of Thrones scene. Um, that's him in a, they call it a wine cave. Uh, a massive wine cellar in California's, uh, I think it's the vineyards or uh, the, uh, what do they call it? The, the Valley. Um, Reed Hastings, uh, a major player on Silicon Valley, uh, was a co-host, I believe. And this was a who's who of rich, filthy, rich tech, Silicon Valley, Wall Street, all just sipping wine under a gorgeous, gorgeous, I say. Look at those Swarovski crystals. Look at those crystals. I mean, you got over 500,000 people sleeping in the streets tonight during the winter. But boy, 150 Swarovski crystals making that beautiful, beautiful chandelier tree. And Pete Buttigieg, you know, this is uh, this is who's creating this new generation, this next generation of leadership. So Bernie's campaign, I thought, very cunningly and expertly, uh, and and it and it shows the difference between Bernie's campaign in 2016, excuse me, 2020, as opposed to 2016. Uh, Bernie's campaign was on it. I think they got the URL for WineCave.com, um, and it goes. You go to it, and it goes right to Bernie's fundraiser page. But uh, Bernie tweeted out, "I do not spend my time, not one minute of one day in this campaign." going to some wealthy person's home and sitting down with other millionaires and walking out with a few hundred thousand dollars. Never did that. Sanders told Cedar Rapids. Um, Buddha Judge event was held at Hall Wines in Rutherford, California on Sunday night, just outside of the Napa Valley. Tickets started at the affordable price of 500 to a thousand uh, to receive a photo with PD and a $2,800 contribution a $2,800 a $2, contribution gave attendees access to the dinner with the mayor. Mm, I just want to know what they were eating. Was it human remains of the working class? Were they eating human remains of us? 
The media, of course, was not given access to the private dinner. Talk about transparency. Only allowed in during remarks PD made. Uh, after receiving criticism and pressure from a wa- from Warren, uh, Judge opened his uh, fundraisers. Uh, it's disgusting. I mean, it's, it's just completely disgusting. And this is bribery. This is legal. This is the legal bribery of our system. What's amazing to me is this guy is talking about being a, a moderate. This guy is talking about being a new generation of politicians, bringing something new to D.C. He's out sliming Joe Biden. Like, the competition for who is the biggest servant to Wall Street, Silicon Valley, it's close. I haven't seen Joe Biden in a wine cave. I mean, he's been basically bending over at every other event in Martha's Vineyard, Washington, D.C., Bethesda, Maryland, New York City. I think his campaign actually had a fundraiser in a, in, who was it? I'll get the, I'll get the financial institution wrong, but it was a bank's office. Um, But this man, Donald Trump, is, this notion that Donald Trump is like jonesing to go against Bernie Sanders, this is what Chris Christie said on the Sunday shows, it's absurd. Donald Trump would eat Pete Buttigieg for lunch. Donald Trump, the fact that he's corrupt, the fact that he's getting money from all these bankers, rolls off him. His his voters do not care. And that 10% of voters that voted for Obama and then switched to Trump, they are still pissed off. That's why they switched to Trump in the first place. Do you think they're going to move back to the Democrats if you have corruption over here with Trump and corruption over here with Pete? It's just a mess. It's just a mess. Who's going to ask Pete about this wine cave fundraiser? Who's going to ask Pete about the fact that he literally has sold off the city of South Bend to the real estate industry? Who's going to ask Pete? By the way, I'm working on this story. That's why I was kind of late. But do you know Huffington Post did a a great story on the fact that Pete Buttigieg, uh, while working at McKinsey, literally was on the team that tried to privatize the post office. Well, guess what? I got I obtained uh, his financial records from 2011 in those financial records that shockingly the state of Indiana (laughs) destroyed his 2011 campaign finance records of who donated to him. Well, the state of Indiana destroyed it. Pete Buttigieg's campaign won't release it. Uh, The Center for Public Integrity and the Young Turks, of all places, actually obtained these. I got it separately from a source. I just, I've been going through these donors all day. Do you know? I'm sure the U.S. Post Office wasn't aware that Pete Buttigieg, because his client list wasn't out there. Do you know that the U.S. Post Office donated to Pete Buttigieg's campaign in 2011 15 times? Almost $4,000? $4,000 is not a small amount for the post office, particularly for a South Bend, Indiana mayoral race. This is the kind of Voting against our own interest. Funding against our own interest. They literally, no offense to the post office, they weren't aware that he was on this team trying to privatize the post office. He literally, they literally donated over, close to, excuse me, I think the exact number was $3,920. They literally donated $4,000 to this guy who is private, trying to privatize the post office. 
You know who was on the front lines against the privatization of the post office? Bernie Sanders. So I'm hoping, I mean, the story I'm working on is not about that. It's actually about the fact that the Obama the Obama world and a lot of people in Obama world were funding Pete Buttigieg's first mayoral campaign in 2011. Why is it that you have speechwriters for Barack Obama, consultants for Barack Obama, ambassadors for Barack Obama in 2011 donating to some random got, random mayor's mayoral candidate in South Bend, Indiana? Because Pete Buttigieg did the one thing the Obamas of the world value. He climbed Mount Meritocracy. And Colin's not here today, but I'm going to have him make a wonderful graphic of Mount Meritocracy. He climbed Mount Meritocracy. Harvard, Oxford, Rhodes Scholar, McKinsey Consultant, Afghanistan War Vet. I mean, you can't get better than that. Then, when he was in his second term, he came out as gay, which more power to him. But this portfolio, I mean, you cannot create a better mold of the neoliberal identity politic machine. And that's why there's so many donations from D.C., Bethesda, Maryland, Arlington, Virginia, all of the D.C. area to some random mayoral candidate in South Bend, Indiana. It shows that they were trying to groom Pete Buttigieg when he was just 27 years old to possibly be a future predecessor to Obama. Successor. Successor, thank you. It's honestly disgusting. It's disgusting. David Sirota of the Bernie Sanders campaign. I thought this was a good tweet. Uh, (laughs) There's a story, why do young progressives hate Pete Buttigieg so much? Sirota said no. Most of these explanations are not quite right. The real explanation is the simplest of all. Young people are getting absolutely crushed by the billionaires who bankroll Pete in a wine cave. (laughs) Oh, Sirota. By the way, I got to tell you, I'm slightly worried about David Sirota. I'm also slightly worried about Ryan Grimm. I I hope we have Medicare for all to pay for their arthritis. I mean, these people are tweeting like five times a minute. It's crazy. I can't keep up with David Sirota's tweets. 